Hello, Satellite Sisterhood. Thanks for downloading our podcast. Whether you're a longtime listener or new to Satellite Sisters, we always welcome your input and your enthusiasm. In fact, our theme for 2014 is Share the Sisters. So if you're so inclined, help us spread the word about Satellite Sisters. How, you may ask? Well, go ahead and write a review on iTunes or give us the thumbs up on Stitcher if that's where you download the show. We'd love to have you share a link to our show on your Facebook stream. Or how about just go to SatelliteSisters.com and pay us a visit every once in a while over there at our blog. Thank you so much for your support of Satellite Sisters. And don't forget, share the sisters. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. We are very happy to be here today. Julie is representing us from our Olympic Stadium in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Hey, Joel. Hey, Leanne. Yes, we have snow here. And it, there's a lot of Olympic fever here, Leanne, because they're actual Olympians from Steamboat Springs that are competing in Sochi. It's so exciting. We'll it's exciting. It is. it is. I mean, yesterday we had, uh, this is Leanne in Pasadena, and one of our local girls in the town next door, La Cañada, is a loser. And she competed yesterday and finished in the top 10. So there was a town gathering to watch her luge at the Mexican restaurant at 8 o'clock in the morning. So it is exciting. And you know what? So we're just giving over to that. Um, you know, normally we cover news, talk, and laughs. But today we're mainly just covering television. <laughs> so, <laughs> so because as Julie and I said, there was almost no world news that's happened in the last couple of days that was not either Olympic related or weather related. And I believe all of you in weather places are tired of talking about the weather. So we're just going to go with the Olympics. Uh, and of course, we've got Downton Gabby and Julie even managed to sneak in a little Westminster dog show last night. So we are going to cover the world of television viewing today. Um, but what else is happening there? You just arrived there, huh, Jill? Right, right. But as, so first we have to, and I, I feel like I'm channeling Sister Sheila when I say this, we have to talk about my face. Okay. Yes. Uh, my husband and I drove to Colorado. We're here seeing his parents. Uh, they are in their 80s and they're not doing that well. And so we're out here um, seeing them, but we drove. Um, but shortly before I we we got in the car, Leon, I had gone to the dermatologist for my annual checkup. You know, just skin uh, skin check, everything like that. Because um, you know, I'm a I'm a fair skinned uh, redhead, but I spent most of my youth with uh, a record album covered in with aluminum foil, trying to get a tan. You know, so guess what? I I have some pre cancerous situations that are called AKs or actinic keratosis. Do you know what those are? I'll take your word for it. I I don't have any myself, shockingly, even though I was a lifeguard, but I learned from your own all your mistakes and used a lot of sunscreen. Uh, So, so far, so good for me, but I I believe you. But people who have AKs know that this is a treatable precancerous situation. And usually when you go to your dermatologist, they they get out that freezer gun and they just freeze it off. Have you ever seen that, Leanne? People I have. That, yeah. that have come out. Okay. Well, but there's some new and improved stuff, Leanne, that instead of freezing it off, it's essentially a gel that you put on, you know, oh, going right. to bed. Okay. And then the next morning you wake up and you're supposed to have some 
temporary skin reactions. Well, Leanne, I put that gel on the night before we got in the car to come to Colorado. Oh, no. And whoa, whoa, the next morning, my temporary skin reactions. And they have pictures that they show you on a scale from mild to severe. Well, I'm then definitely trending severe. I'm definitely... I my face is so red. It looks like I had like okay, where is that frying pan? Did you just stick your face in a frying pan? I am I I was scaring young children at rest stops, Land, you know, because they were I'd go to the restroom and I could see these kids doing double takes at my face. But I thought it was an ideal time. If you're going to look back. Valentine's Day? Yeah, that is. That's an ideal time. No, no. I'm hoping by the end of the week, Lean, I'm going to be okay. Okay, It's temporary skin reactions. But, uh, but I am, you know, but, but so the first 24 hours, it, it, I sort of peaked, uh, but I, I'm not that good looking. So it's, it's very good that I'm on, uh, we're on the radio or on a podcast rather than any kind of video situation today, because I might scare you. But- well, that leads me, of course, right to Bob Costas, who is having just a personal and professional nightmare of his own with what started as he quote, an eye infection, but everyone in the world knew was pink eye. And I think it was obvious last night that the pink eye had jumped from one eye to the other because he literally looked terrible last night like put some sunglasses on I, I understand there's breaking news on the Bob Costas front. Uh, Leon, breaking news. They are replacing Bob Costas tonight because of his eye infection. Okay. Because indeed you did pick, you did diagnose it correctly. It has jumped to the other eye. Yeah. So and you notice like all week at the coverage, he's, you know, it's fuzzier and fuzzier. Right. The camera those, keeps getting farther and farther away. Yes. And I think those horn rim glasses were getting the, the frames were getting thicker and thicker just so it would to distract you from the totally bad situation. So yes, I have pink face. Bob Costas has pink eye. I, 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 you know, here's what I can tell you as a pink eye sufferer. I've had it several times, several times as a child and several times as an adult. It is so contagious too. So I bet they don't want him to come to work and get everybody else pink eyed up. I was, I was afraid for Maria Sharapova's life when she, he was interviewing her. (laughs) Don't get off the couch, Maria, and get some get some antibiotics going. Oh, I so, know. I know. well, Julie, if you need Samantha Guthrie to, Guthrie to stand in for you later on in the show, just let me know, okay? With your pink face. <laughs> hey, Leon, I did want to make mention today of one of our mother's totally favorite movie stars, the passing of Shirley Temple Black. Uh, she was eighty five years old. She died today, and you know, Mom just loved Shirley Temple, right? I mean, she, who wouldn't? She was super adorable. She was talented. She could sing. She could dance. She could act. She could wink. She could sob. She could pout. (laughs) I mean, she was completely scandal-free. Do you realize that? She was a child actor who later went on to a very distinguished career. She was the U.S. ambassador to Czechoslovakia when there was a Czechoslovakia. She's received all kinds of lifetime achievement awards. I mean, she was just amazing. I did... Did you, did mom ever make you watch Shirley Temple Oh, movies? I love those Shirley Temple movies. It was a Saturday morning tradition on some station in New York. There was one on every week. I used to watch all the time. I think what surprised me was that um, Shirley Temple was about the same age as our mom. I always yeah. thought she was a little bit older, but now I understand why mom loved her so much. She was exactly the same age. And she would always say like a, with emphasis, she was the biggest star in the world, you know, biggest star in the world, not just 
you know, biggest child star, uh, but biggest star in the world. So well, I, it was incredible. It's true when you consider that her first movies were made during the Depression and that for a lot of people, she was a national treasure, that she came onto the national scene during a time of great need. You know, this is when... People, you know, there wasn't much hope, there wasn't much joy, and there was Shirley Temple just like tap dancing and doing all of that. You know, our mom, I, I remember mom telling me that, you know, many mothers would dress their daughters like Shirley Temple and fix their hair so that it would be in those little ringlet curls just like Shirley Temple. And our mom and our twin and her twin, our aunt, um, that's what um, our great-grandmother used to do was dress, uh, dress mom and Aunt Eleanor like Shirley Temple and do her hair <laughs> up that way. So I was, and I know that even at the end of mom's life that um, I had, you know, you know, that time, I don't know, there was some time thing on, um, on TV where you could get all the Shirley Temple movies oh, right. collection. I ordered that for mom. I know I brought that to California at, at the end of her life. And I attempted, cause I thought, you know, she just would love to see these movies. Right. So cute. Um, this was when mom was at Liz's apartment and, you know, Liz always has this highly complicated remote control right. system. I know. They're like 20 remote controls. Don't touch any of them. I, you know, and I just was trying to like play a Shirley Temple uh, uh, CD for mom. I and that. I totally crashed Liz's complete audiovisual system. But she was great, that Shirley Temple. She did a great job. And, you know, she lived a scandal-free life too. Which right, is, no twerking. She did no not twerk. twerk. She did not twerk once in her life. And she managed, right, to have a, a rich, full life. Yeah. You know, they had a cute story in AP about that when she went to, when she was like seven years old, her mother took her to see Santa Claus at downtown, Calif uh, downtown Los Angeles. And she sat on Santa Claus's lap and Santa Claus asked for her autograph. Oh, oh that's <laughs> a cute story. Oh, it's a cute story. I know. All I right. know. So... So the best to Shirley Temple Black, tap dancing up there in heaven. Yes. Okay. Yeah, wonderful. And if you haven't shared those movies with your kids or your grandchildren, I mean, they are adorable. What are you doing with all those Shirley Temple movies? Showing them to Alice? She would like I them. have. I am showing them to my granddaughter. Yes, because okay. they're, they're still good. Lydia. They're still good movies. She was yeah, a very I talented mean, young girl. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Feeling You're feeling kind of down? Put on a Shirley Temple uh, movie. It will really... The good ship lollipop, you know, will really pick you up. Remember in the, she, there was the one where there was the talent agency, Dolan, Dolan, and Dolan? Yes, I know. Lynn, that was the course. best. <laughs> All right. You know, speaking of uh, things to really pick you up, I, I don't know why I was so delighted by the story of the parody Starbucks that opened in the Los Feliz air, uh, neighborhood of Los Angeles this tell, week. Tell me about this, Leah. Okay. I, heard this, I heard this in the car. It was a big story yesterday about... The phony Starbucks. What's yeah. up with this? Well, it opened Friday and it closed yesterday thanks to the health department. But apparently <laughs> it was the work of a Canadian comedian who has a show on Comedy Central. And he decided to open a parody Starbucks. Uh, and it was, <laughs> it was just called Dumb Starbucks. <laughs> and I, that was the part of it that I enjoyed the most. Because as my 16-year-old son said, not exactly high satire. No, I mean, not really. No, not exactly high satire. But so when you walked in, it looked exactly like a Starbucks from the outside. And on the inside, he had okay. the Starbucks logos. And, he, he, you know, the drinks were all called, like, dumb latte. <laughs> 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 
dumb Frappuccino. I mean, not brilliant. They were selling CDs that were entitled Dumb Jazz Collection. So it wasn't, it just made me laugh because I think his point was that one, Starbucks is a very litigious company. So he was trying to kind of tweak them because, you know, if you open a coffee shop anywhere and you have like a green and white logo, they're coming after you. They are a very litigious company in terms of protecting their trademark. But two, he was just saying, why do we all get in line for dumb Starbucks? Like they, they don't even have good baked goods. Like the good, the baked goods at the new dumb Starbucks were just lawns, like grocery store baked goods still in their wrappers, which is basically what the Starbucks stuff tastes like. I just was completely delighted by this. But I was mystified that in Los Angeles, people would actually wait in line for an hour to get a cup of dumb Starbucks coffee <laughs> like well, how did they how did they even hear that it opened I, it just opened quietly that's the power of social media like okay. it was a funny okay. joke a couple people came and took pictures the next thing you know there's an hour-long line and as one young woman said on the news it doesn't taste like starbucks coffee it's terrible <laughs> but that did not stop angelinos from lining up like sheep to get a cup of dumb starbucks and take their picture inside so uh it was revealed yesterday it was a canadian comedian and the health department did close it down but they're hoping not to get sued by Starbucks, who tried to have a sense of humor about it. Um, they weren't actually even selling the coffee. They were just giving it away. Again, they were not an operating coffee shop. But uh, it was, just... I mean, wasn't it? I heard one report that it was considered an art installation yes. rather yes. than commercial enterprise. Right, because right? they weren't they selling felt, anything. Yeah. Right. They felt like they had the, you know, they were creating art uh, in the same way that Andy Warhol, you know, used a Campbell soup can. Uh, this guy this this guy was creating his own kind of performance art. Yes. Uh, so some... I enjoyed that. It just, it did make me laugh in a, in a, you know, news dominated by almost nothing but the Olympics this week. Uh, <laughs> that dumb Starbucks story made me laugh. And I know how much you enjoy Starbucks, Julie. I do enjoy it. I mean, I'm, now I'm kind of curious to go to my Starbucks. Uh, not, I, 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 you know, I think people feel pretty proprietary about their Starbucks. I yeah. mean, there's some good ones and there's some not so good ones. I, I belong to a good Starbucks. It's an, <laughs> it's an exclusive club land. So I, I'm, but I'm interested to hear their reaction to dumb Starbucks, you know, whether they, whether they were, you know, whether they were hurt, offended, or enjoyed it as a parody. So <laughs> dumb jazz for that. compilation. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Leon, you know, here here in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, it is the home of a lot of Nordic skiers, a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of skiers here. They've got a big ski area. You know, you're familiar with it. And I just this morning, the headline in the in the local paper is that the half pipe half pipe course in Sochi is gruesome. That's the word, Leon. Gruesome. (laughs) Gruesome, dude. Gruesome. Gruesome. Apparently the walls of the half pipe, this is a snowboarding event, uh, where, you know, you, it's like, it's like a, it's like a half pipe of snow is what it is. It's like a big U of snow. And so I guess the walls in the Russian course are okay, but the bottom has too much snow in it. And, uh, they believe that it's going to get very choppy. It's going to make for hard, terrible landings. And so it's gruesomely and gruesome. Good headline word. <laughs> you know, just in general, though, the concept that it's really warm and there are palm trees at the Winter Olympics, I can't really get on board with that. 
you can't. It's freaking no. you out. It, it's freaking me out, and now it's affecting the athlete's performance and their safety. So that's a problem. But usually, the charm of this Winter Olympics is that it is freezing cold. Like <laughs> this is the Winter Olympics, and it's usually in tiny little Tyrolean villages or right. charming places like Park City, or you know, even Vancouver, where it was big and splashy. Winter, wonderful city. The the skiing was up at um, Whistler Blackcomb, and you know that's it. Like they're charming little communities that are winter resorts, and it's freaking me out. The palm trees and so okay, Lynn. Well, okay, let's let's just talk about let's okay. just talk about Russia. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Because okay. it it is Russia, folks. Okay, that somehow the Olympic Committee. And everyone in the world got talked into having a winter games at a rundown Russian resort. Yeah. And now they seem now they seem shocked about it. Okay. <laughs> I guess, you're right. I'm falling for it, Julie. I'm falling it, right into that trap. You told us four years ago or eight years ago when they picked it, it's a summer resort. It's a summer resort. It's the Black Sea. It's where all the Russians go and they're in the teeny tiny bad looking bathing suits on the rock beaches. That's what you got. Okay. And they stay in rundown resorts. Okay. So it's Russia, folks. I, I'm actually, I've been holding back, Liam, yeah. because, uh, because, you know, I know there was so much initial shock. When uh, when Western reporters and various athletes, people got to Russia and I, they were like, I'm like, it's Russia, folks. What were you thinking? Where okay, you can think- I just set up some background, though, for people who are new to the show, new listeners like Eric there in Australia? Um, here's the deal. Julie lived in Russia for five years. So when yes. we were on ABC radio, Julie broadcast every day, six days, day in, day out from her closet in Russia, uh, right there in the heart of Moscow. And so she has some insight into the Russian people. So when, when they got the Olympics, she was shocked and you've held your tongue. So go for it, Julie. Just okay, well, go for it. My, my Listen, my message to those who are watching and those who are there or who are going there this week Toughen up, okay? Right. Toughen up. That is part of the Russian experience, Leon. Leon, you came to Russia. The Satellite yes. Sisters did come to Russia. Did you come in the summer when it's warm and balmy? No. When did you come? February. February. Right? In the snow, in the cold, because that is how you have to experience <laughs> Russia. I know. Okay? And That's- it was shockingly beautiful and appropriate. And it yes. never, the temperature never got above zero Right. The, when right. we were there. It never did. But that is part of the Russian experience. This is not, you're not going to Miami Beach, okay? right? This is it. So, okay. So there's a little brown water. You've got to get over it. Come on. Okay. I was in Moscow for five years. I had dirty hair for five years washing my hair with that Moscow water. Okay. I would have to leave the country to get clean hair. Okay. So uh, am, am I surprised that they, that woman, you know, took a picture of a little brown water? No. Okay. <laughs> You've got a, a, a bug in your little honey thing. So what? That's protein, okay? Oh, you have to put the toilet paper in a basket? You have a toilet. I don't know what you're complaining about, right? Okay, this week we had some American athletes that got stuck in an elevator. Okay, take the stairs. I never took elevators in Moscow. That, that elevator in your apartment building was terrifying. Yes, there was, and that was the best elevator in Moscow, Liam. That's the reason we picked that apartment, because it, I felt like it, at least I had a chance of making it up and down most days. But there, most of the times I took the stairs. Mm. Okay, so really, I, I just, you know, you've got to just toughen up. That is part of it, okay? People are shocked that they're they're being hacked or spied upon. 
come on people it's the land of spies didn't i tell you that land i this was the biggest industry during the soviet period is espionage they spied on us they spied on themselves they spied on the chinese they spied on the europeans just because the soviet union collapsed it didn't mean that that spying enterprise was going you know they they're going to spy on everybody okay so you just have to get with the program interestingly enough i have been following the olympics on the moscow times oh. which is the Eng- which is the english newspaper in Moscow. And I would tell all of our Satellite Sisterhood listeners to go there, but I got a big warning message this morning when I went to the Moscow Times saying, this is now an unsafe site. Uh, you will be hacked if you... If you really? Yes, really. Okay. So, so yes, you're going to be hacked. You're going to be spied on. They're spy, you know, they have cameras in the showers. They have cameras everywhere. Leon, how many times did I tell you when we lived in Moscow, there were light bulbs in my apartment that I did not change in five years. Okay. Right. You do that. You figure that out. Right. 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 Um, what, what did I say about using credit cards when you came over? What, what Do you remember the advice I gave you about what you should bring in terms of money when coming to Russia? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, crisp. $100 bills. Do you remember <laughs> okay. that? I said, you cannot bring dirty $100 bills. You needed to get fresh notes from the bank because we, it was cash only, Leon. Did I want you to use your credit card when you were in R- Russia? No. No, of course not. Okay, so now people are shocked <laughs> that it's not Cincinnati and they can't like take out their MasterCard or Visa and buy something. Huh. It's Russia, folks, okay? They have to get to get with it. But I, ha- I have to say, I think the Russians are, they're so hospitable. I'm sure that, I think it's good. The games are going pretty well, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, the warm weather, it looks like it's going to be an issue for some of the actual events. That's the problem. Like the snow's warming up and things like that. But it seems like people are having a good time. It's hard to get a sense of the feel, though, of the games. Like the, there don't seem to be a ton of people around, but, you know, it certainly seems safe. That hasn't been an issue. Right. But I, it's just hard to get a handle on what the games feel like for the athletes and the spectators. You know, they are pretty spread out. That's true. And again, the palm trees, I would say. And then there's always the presence of creepy Putin, which if you didn't think he was creepy before, one look at him watching that 15-year-old Russian figure skater, you pretty much know he's creepy now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, that, that, that's, it brings me to a key point. First of all, now, I, again, I predicted this before the Olympics that I felt like he had for the new year, uh, Putin had a whole new uh, plastic surgery regime going on. Okay. But I believe he's had additional injections since he's gotten to Sochi because he has, a, there's a, a plastic sheen to his yes. face that is yes. really quite remarkable. Now, you have to say, that Yulia Lipnitskaya, that 15-year-old Russian, was so awesome. As she's a breathtaking. Uh, she's unbelievable. I thought of your granddaughter, Alice. Like, I hope Alice is watching her and then puts on some figure skates. She was spectacular. Every She's going to win, our, our figure skating expert predicted. It's predetermined. Mark yes. told us this weekend. I'm totally on board with that. She's fantastic. She's great. Now, really, if you want to know the results from this point going forward, I really, particularly as it relates to the Russians, here's my thing. If Putin is in the audience, the Russians have won the gold. Okay. That's how, <laughs> that, that's how it works, Lee. Okay. okay. So if he is there in the stadium, okay, if he is what, 
they've won the gold. It's done because that's the other part of the Russian experience that you need to really embrace that. It's just widespread corruption there. So the <laughs> idea, so there's not going to be any chance of embarrassment. Okay. So if he shows up for the hockey game, if he shows up again for the figure skating, any of the v- events where it might be close, uh, that's, that's how you'll know he's won, won the gold. So <laughs> Well, that is some good insights, some good insights. I have to say uh, the coverage I'm enjoying so much is the is the figure skating coverage with Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski. I did not think I would say that, but that has just brightened my day. I'm keeping that on during the day. If you don't know where that is, it's the daytime coverage. There's so much more fun than the nighttime coverage. Okay, that's good to know, Liam. Yeah. But I do feel like now that we're into day four or five, I have officially gotten lost in the time-space continuum. You know, I can't remember, and NBC is not helping because, like, I watched a bunch of, you know, speed skating yesterday during the day. I just had uh-huh. it on in the background uh, while it was happening. And then they reshowed it all at night. And I thought the point of showing it live during the day was we didn't have to sit through it at night. So I am getting kind of lost in the time space continuum now. I'm afraid to open the paper or open websites because I don't know, have I seen this or not? Did I already see this? <laughs> and then the other thing I now have to explain 900 times to my the men in my house is the team figure skating concept okay they don't understand why after sitting through four days of me watching fantastic team figure skating they have to watch the exact same figure skating again like couldn't they have (laughs) just award same thing couldn't they have just awarded the individual medals and the team medal simultaneously it is not apparently how it works it's all figure skating all the time but every I have had to explain it like 26 times. So I'm actually. This is really, this is a time, I think for most households, this is when women just have to bargain with the men in their lives. Right. That, like you just have to give us these days. Right. Of figure skating. You know, I'll make you a nice meal. We'll do something to make up for this. But just please, <laughs> you know, let me watch it. No moaning, no groaning. Just go in the other room. Yeah, no commentary. Just sh- yeah. shut up. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, there we, that guy is dressed like a firebird. I can't help it, okay? That's not, just, okay, I know you think he's not an athlete because he's wearing feathers, but he, he can do a quad, so just back off. Oh, well, I, if you haven't uh, gone over to the Satellite Sisters blog, every day I'm doing my random thoughts on the Olympics. People are joining in. It's now a group viewing project for the Satellite Sisterhood, which is fantastic. Carrying over onto the Facebook pages, but go to the blog. You can see my random thoughts. Add your own. Click on the comments. There are a lot of complete and very funny comments there uh, from everybody in the Satellite Sisterhood. So that's been fun to do. All right, Julie, I don't think you got a chance to hear the show that I recorded with Monica this weekend, but I did issue a retraction. I was sorry that I did not get on board with the agility trials at Westminster. And now I think it's lovely that they have the mixed breeds and the agility. And if it was good enough for the officials at Westminster, it's good enough for Leon Dolan. And uh, so I just, I rethought my position on that. Um, and, uh, but you actually had a chance to watch Westminster. Uh, I don't know how again. Yeah, that's wow. Busy. That's, 
It's a lot it's of TV. It's really hard because we, we, we it is hard. We came from Dallas to, uh, to Steamboat to Colorado, which is now mountain time. So that has really thrown me off in terms of viewing. <laughs> time I don't space when, continuum. I don't know when anything is on. So we just happened to turn on and there were the dogs. I was like, oh my gosh, the dogs are on. It's Westminster, you know, which, you know, it's, which is the greatest dog show ever. If you've never watched it, it's so fun and so fun to see these beautiful dogs and all the breeds and stuff like that. But it, I just thought this year, it's really, it's tough. They got to really squeeze this in. And I, and I believe CNBC is covering it, which is one of the NBC affiliates. <laughs> and I don't know. And I think it's uh, the same people who are doing the, some of the Nordic combined events are calling the dog show. <laughs> Well, sure. a lot of don't laugh. A lot of the the broadcasters are just sitting in studios in New York. They are oh. not in Sochi. So yeah. there that's a there you go. So it could be the very same team. I hope it's not that guy from the um, biathlon because he's going to keel over. <laughs> he is very excited. Lynn. He is. And I and I just really appreciate that. I know on our Facebook page, some people are getting on the biathlon, which, yeah. of course, as you know, I I've, for years so it wasn't even going to mention how I do think it is the world's greatest sporting event because you, you know, because of the skiing and the shooting combination, it's, it's so awesome. So I'm glad that other people are enjoying that. Mm -hmm. And I, I think his commentary is outstanding. It is he's I, the rowdy Gaines of the winter games. He's just, he's so enthusiastic about his sport. All right. I, so, I interrupted your Westminster. Well, coverage. anyway, well, so last night was the hound group, Leon. Leon, I love hounds. Uh, this is my newfound love. And the bloodhound, a magnificent bloodhound, uh, took the hound group last night. And he was awesome. He did a big stretch in the middle of oh, his Oh, like a downward dog? Downward. He did a downward dog in the middle of his examination oh. and the judge just loved it. You got to really, I think that that may be, I, I mean, I love my dog. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I have a, a black lab that I love. He's, he's in the other room, but those hounds are irresistible and they come in all sizes from like the Irish wolfhound to, you know, I mean, I'm not crazy about dachshunds, but you know, they've got oh, some, I really love dachshunds. Cute, they have some cute dogs yeah. and cute personalities. So, so that's off and running. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping that the bloodhound goes all the way. He's my dog for, uh, for this uh, contest. Yep. <laughs> and if Putin is sitting in the audience, I believe that the Siberian Husky will win. <laughs> oh, oh, one final thing. I just have to call out Mary Carrillo. Okay. Yeah. You know, she's doing, I love Mary Carrillo on NBC. She does, she's doing all the slice of life, you know, yeah. uh, life in Russia thing. She did, uh, she did a bit on the Trans-Siberian uh, Railroad. Did mm -hmm. you see that? Yes. Okay. I saw her piece on, uh, on Siberia. Was yes. there so, another one on the okay. Trans-Siberian Railroad? Okay. Well, first of all, she's got Siberia all wrong. I've been to Siberia quite a bit while I lived in Russia. Okay. The thing about Siberia is it doesn't, didn't look anything like what Mary Carrillo said. I oh. don't know where she found those people. What it looks like, and it's, and it's, that's the most amazing thing, is that you travel nine time zones and you end up looking at little rundown Russian Soviet towns that look exactly the same as the ones that are just outside of Moscow. You know, oh. they, they've got the same depressing, you know, 1950s apartment blocks. They've got, you know, some World War II tank in the in the center. And you've and you've traveled so far and under the Soviet system, they were able to create such uniformity that even though you're in a totally different part of the world with different culture they just homogenized it. 
And so Mary Carrillo was wrong about that. The second thing she was wrong about, she's waxing on about the train trip, okay? Yeah. And, you know, how, how the views, and it's so amazing. Yeah. I've been on that train. Yeah. Okay, I didn't do the whole five days. And I'll tell you why. Because if you've seen one poplar tree, you've seen them all. It's like five days of poplar trees, Leon. There is nothing to see. That Russia is flat. It's flat and frozen with some poplar trees, okay? So Mary Carrillo, I don't know. You've been drinking too much of the vodka or something. I don't know. I don't know who paid you off to tell that travelogue, but that was completely wrong. Okay. okay. So I just, I just don't want people getting on that train. Oh, thinking, thinking it's this romantic, you know, Dr. Shivago journey. A lot of things. They are not going to take a good look at a poplar tree. <laughs> and then for the next five days, that's what you got going. Okay. All right. So we move on from there. All right. You are you are setting the record straight on a lot of things, Russian I, today. I, I really. know. I'm, I'm going to be watching Mary Carrillo now because uh, because now that I, I just can't trust her with her report, <laughs> report on that Lake Paikal is really amazing. That the the world's largest freshwater lake that, that looked is, amazing. Yeah, that is. I yeah. mean, they did get some beautiful shots. So yes. I don't know uh, how they, they were poplar tree free, and they they got some beautiful. <laughs> they got so I think it fooled most of us actually. <laughs> so. But now we know. Now yeah. we know. And, you know, one more thing about Russia. I do enjoy the use of the Matryoshka dolls uh, at the yes. venues. <laughs> that is very charming. Like with the ski goggles on, the big, they're the stacking dolls, the Matryoshka dolls. Uh, very charming. Yes. Very charming. Yep. Yep. Julie, we have covered a lot of things TV related, and I have to go to the gynecologist in a few minutes. So uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get right Woo. to Downton Gabby. Okay. Uh, so again, this is the part of the show where we do our, our review of this week's episode of Downton Abbey. If you haven't seen it, we're just letting you know, uh, but you can catch up with it and then come back and listen if, if you need to do that. Um, but this week's episode, uh, season four is winding down. Apparently we just have two more episodes left after this. I thought there was a lot of action in this week's episode. A lot of things happened that were good and bad and fun. But mainly, someone's going to die next week because of Bates' look at the end of the show. Someone's going down. I I'm calling Timber. Yeah. I mean, just okay. someone is going down. He had that quivering cheek. Yes. Because uh, he has figured it all out. We can go right to that, Leanne. Okay. Is, well, is, I wherever you want to start. All right. Well, we can start at the beginning, which is... His lordship went to America. <laughs> Were you not surprised? I never saw that coming. No, I did not see it coming either. And with never Thomas. So that's yeah. exciting. So, I mean, okay. And so here is my prediction about that. The valet, uh, as they say, Thomas, will never see the Statue of Liberty. Okay. I predict that he will be shot below deck on that boat in some card game gone bad. Oh, okay, so wow. <laughs> okay. What do you think, Liam? I okay. don't think he's coming back from America. Yeah. I, I, whatever it is, he's, whatever is going to happen to Thomas, he's either going to find his people in America or he's not coming back. I think this is uh, the end of Thomas's run at Downton Abbey. Okay. But his Lordship went over there and this, we got tipped off by one of our satellite sisterhood people that Cam, said that it Cam was the T, 
teapot dome scandal. And that was a big scandal where oil leases were given to private oil companies at low rates without competitive bidding. Just like Russia. (laughs) Yes, that's it's just I think it was Putin was handing out some oil leases. Okay, he was going to take it out. But so uh, so his lordship, he's heading over there. Okay, sexiest line of the whole episode is when he kissed Cora and said, Keep uh, keep me warm as I cross the raging seas. Oh, brother. You know, he's... I he's, know. He's, and now all I can think of is Corazon Delauden. Like someone said last week at Satellite Sisters. Uh, she's yeah, she didn't out of it. That she, she's she out of it. That's why she couldn't go because uh, because he had to go. Uh, but I have to shout out to the Labrador. It, the, he must have heard my comments last week that he was terrible. I think he really nailed the co- goodbye scene there outside of uh, Downton Abbey. Yes, yes he was. He was Fine. very good. Okay. Second huge theme coming out of Downton Abbey this week, Leon: the arrival of the pigs. I yeah. mean, how was woo? Do you have a good pig man? Yes. How many times did they say that? I don't know. Have you ever seen so many upper crust people get so worked up about a bunch of porkers? I mean, come on, Leon. Okay. Uh, They were just, uh, and what about that hot and dirty scene there in the pig pen? You know, I mean, that was a, you you could see that coming a mile away. As someone who enjoys a good rom-com, you saw that coming a mile away. I did not think he would have smeared her face in mud, but you know, it was pretty cute. You knew those, you know, those two were going to be sort of opposites attract. That's going to happen between those two. And that's fine. Cause poor Evelyn, the <laughs> poor Evelyn wall, whatever his name is there, who's trying to get Mary's attention for like a decade. I Nothing's going to happen on his score. I know. I he know. seems I... maybe he should just marry me to, Edith, poor I know. Okay, okay. Can we just talk about uh, about the the two guys, you know, that are doing the big report? Yes. And they're supposed to be, you know, infusing these estates with new, you know, sort of modern socialist uh, ideas. How is it these these two guys also happen to just have, you know, they're hanging out at Downton Abbey, right? So, right. And they just happen to have white tie for dinner every night. So, like. I mean, how modern are those two? It does undermine um, that guy's credibility. Whatever his name is, Mr. Whatever, (laughs) Mr. Government Man. It does does undermine his credibility. It also is hard to believe that, you know, the economic future of Downton Abbey rests on those pigs. And, (laughs) but I mean, maybe, maybe that's diversification. I I don't know. And they were smart enough to drink some water. Oh, my gosh. But that was quite a scene as well as the, can I call it the post-coital? I don't think I've ever said that word on Satellite Sisters. Scrambled eggs scene in the the downstairs. That was something. But what I don't understand, those three suitors for Mary and no one is going after Lady Rose. Okay, I understand. What is with that? Okay. Right. why are they not attracted to her? I mean, why are they all just buzzing around Mary? That's a very good question. Well, I think Mary presents a challenge. And Rose, oh, Rose, Rose okay. and Mr. Jazz. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it does kind of remind me of Sheila and many of her high school bad boy boyfriends. <laughs> I, I know. I'm sorry to say that. I mean, but Sheila just managed to, like, find one more inappropriate high school boyfriend yeah. than another, right? After the, yeah. so, yeah. And no I, one seems to care about Rose. No one can be bothered to say, hey, I think Rose is having, I don't know, an illicit relationship with Mr. Jazz. It's like everyone knows, but 
Edith's tired of her and Cora's, uh, you know, uh, drugged out. <laughs> Cora's stoned. <laughs> Mary is just into the pig, so she can't be bothered to say, hey, you know that guy I saw you making out with in the kitchen? I don't know if that's going to go over so well with the fam. Like, so, so <laughs> she just say that. But did any of us stop Sheila with her no, boyfriends? No, we know because we were all in our own world. I was so much that younger. Is, that is, that <laughs> too. I was eight, so I really couldn't. But but you knew even at eight that those <laughs> those were inappropriate boyfriends. You knew that, Liam, right? Right. I guess. I guess, Jewel. Okay. And all I can say about Lady Edith is it's I, that was so sad and so dark. The whole abortion theme. I just don't know. I, I you know I, I don't even know what to say about that. I, I just don't know where she's going to go. So, well, I'm glad she has Rosamond there. That's yes. a very believable relationship yeah. to me because yeah. she really doesn't have any support at home. Clearly, but, Mary doesn't enjoy her. She doesn't have any relationship with the ladies' maid. She doesn't even seem to get any help, you know, from anybody. <laughs> the downstairs people. <laughs> have you noticed that? Like, why does Mary have a ladies' maid and Edith has Jack? She's nothing. You know, <laughs> Carson doesn't appear to enjoy Edith. She's got nobody. And again, Cora is stoned. So there's just, there was that weird scene about, you're not a bad person, I you know? know. Oh, sharp-tongued. Really? She's like a poor 28-year-old like woman <laughs> living with her parents. You got nothing else for her other than you're, you're sharp-tongued? I know. I know. Poor Edith. I know. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, but again, this is a soap opera, so so anything is uh, is is, <laughs> that's it, true. You know, is can happen, Liam. We you know we we can't even predict where, where that's going to go. Yeah, other sort of inappropriate relationships that I you know beyond Lady Rose and Mister Jazz, I don't think Tom and the commie girlfriend is going to work out. No, but I no. I sort of saw that as something. But then let's just talk about Lady Grantham and her bronchitis. Were those <laughs> outstanding scenes when she was delirious i just i just love that loved it that that i i you know i i fear i will be like that when when i am old i will be judgmental you know under the guise of uh of fever yes so yeah on the satellite sisters facebook page that was singled out as the best line of the the show sarah enjoyed when the dowager asked mrs crawley how long a game of gin can go on and mrs crawley says he can go on forever and violet replies oh goody goody (laughs) it actually made me think of our dear sweet mom yes who who, who, she had a couple of night nurses that she kind of dismissed leanne yeah in her in her delirium as well so that was that was uh that was a sweet scene but then yeah go ahead no, after you, my dear. Well, we did have some speculation on the Facebook page that actually Anna may end up killing her, her attacker to save Bates. Yeah. I well, hope that's not the case. Oh, and so Anna would go to prison? Like Anna would go to prison. That's all how we need. Much, I mean, I mean, really, we can't, we can't have that. We can't have that. No, with the Bates and the quivering cheek, you know he now knows. Mrs. Hughes knows. I mean, this is now going to be, this is, you know, it's really set up for a very dramatic ending. But, um, but the fact that, that even as the scene unfolded, that they made Anna come and sit at the table with that, with the rapist, that's what, that was terrible. Wasn't that terrible? It was. That was hard to, that was hard to watch. It's almost as if Downton Abbey has gone too far. (laughs) Well, here's one way to get out of that. Angela was hoping that Mrs. Hughes 
would accidentally drop a pot of hot tea onto the lap of that vile visiting valet. Yes. <laughs> I love the use of the alliteration there. Very yes. nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So we have two more episodes left of the year. And uh, let's see. What else did people say? Uh, Mrs. Hughes getting big props this season from everybody. She's completely rocking her role. New respect for her. I think last year was a lot about Carson. This year appears to be a lot about Mrs. Hughes. So that's excellent. Uh, Let's see. We forget that Paul Giamatti is coming up the last couple of episodes of Downton Abbey season four. He's the uncle in America. Oh, okay. So he's Uncle Harold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to if you're a Paul Giamatti fan. And uh, let's see. Uh, and then Beckett was just very sad, uh, that that beautiful dress was covered in mud. <laughs> so that, that was a beautiful dress, Beckett. And I that know it was, was a yeah. tragedy, a fashion tragedy. They were never going to get the mud out of that dress. No, That's, no, no. I mean, despite what they were saying. No. So downstairs. And I was glad to see Alfred was back on the scene. I mean, I think, Leon, you know, your hope that Alfred and Daisy might, you know, might end up down the road. You know, we could, that's, that's very, that's very, I'm hopeful for that land. I mean, we need something positive because there are a lot of dark themes and that, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe the pigs can get involved in doing in the valet, you know. <laughs> All right. A wild boar attack, Leon. Perhaps. Do you think you'd write that in? No. It's like an animal farm pig revolt. Yes. 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 <laughs> all but pigs are created. Out. All pigs are created equal. Some pigs are more equal than others. That kind of thing. It's coming. <laughs> The Bolshevik revolution started by the pigs. Well, they have a good pig man, apparently. A very good pig man. Um, All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. I do need to go to the doctor's, Jewel. So uh, you have any big plans for Valentine's Day besides covering your face? I hope hope my face will have recovered by then. So uh, that's it, Leanne. Yeah. How about you? You My husband's going out of town. So perfect. You know, it's... That's good. good. You can watch more. more I can. I'm psyched. I I can go 24 seven starting Wednesday morning. Now he'll be back Friday night, but he's not a big Valentine's celebrator, you know, as you might imagine. Yeah, I can see. I can see that you could. He would keep the the celebration simple. Yeah, so. I mean, he you know again believes it's a Hallmark holiday, and I say no, not really. Back to the Roman times. So I always <laughs> have to school him a little bit. But um, so I've just started to work on my sons. You know, to tell them I expect a card. The card should be forthcoming. All I want is a card. You know, that's good. That's uh, good, Leon. Good training train that will pay off for you and for uh, for them down the road. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope. All right, everybody. All right, Leon. Have a great week there, Julie, and uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>